Welcome back, boys and girls, the Pick Your Poison podcast, bowl season part two. We are coming to you live on a Wednesday. We got the Maryland-Virginia Tech game on. Talia Tagalibola just threw a bomb touchdown. We got Maryland. I hate those stupid Virginia Tech Yankee helmets. Frauds go Red Sox. We are back giving you the second part, really the good part. The games from here on out are all actually good games. If you listen to the full slate, the full pod, last bowl, the first part of the bowl recap of the bowl season, I'm God sorry. You. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry if you made it through that entire hour. The last half was complete and utter gibberish. I couldn't, I mean, if you did, you're a true PYP fan, a true supporter, so we thank you. But we are back here to run through the second half of bowl season. Give a quick recap so far. Everyone's over 500. Me and Bert are both one game over 500. I'm 12 and 11. Bert is 10, 11 and 10. So I'm I've been on a couple more games. Leader in the clubhouse, Boomer. He is <laughs> you. You've, I, finish strong. I had to finish re, strong. I had to redo the numbers because I was like, wait, is he bet 26? He's made 26 bets because because yeah. we were you're you're 16 and 10, and our numbers were like like you know Bert's 11 and, and 10. What, so I was like, wait, tw- is he? Actually, just made that many more bets. Yeah, you had like three bets in one game in the army that you did lose all. I lost all three. That was your. If if you just took that one game where you were supporting the troops out, you'd be. Oh yeah, Uh, I was. I was blinded from my passion for the troops, but you know that's fine. That's fine. So everyone's above five hundred. Boomer is trying to scratch and claw his way back from the depths of of gambling hell. To come back, make it a comeback here, late push, winning the bowl season, but those were all the shooting games no one knows about. We are now into the games that everyone cares about and we have opinions on, so we can get right into it. Boomer, lead us off with our first game. All right, so the first game we've got is the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, uh, UNC versus South Carolina. South Carolina's catching 10 points, totals at 57 and a half. Bagman, how about you lead us off here? Yeah, 10 points is a lot in this game. I mean, South Carolina's had a decent season, but I feel like they kind of just found a couple wins along the way. Like, they beat a Florida team that was in complete turmoil. They beat, you know, they kind of just found their way to six wins. I don't think they're good enough to really be in a bowl game, but they play hard for Shane Beamer. He's got his guys ready. The program feels like it's got a little bit of momentum. UNC kind of is the opposite. They had some, you know, they were top 10 preseason, had a disappointing season. You would expect all their guys to opt out like they feel like a team where, like, Sam Howell would just go ahead and declare for the draft and not play. But he's playing. They've got a lot of, like, their their best wide receivers playing. They haven't had many opt-outs on their side of the ball. And South Carolina doesn't have good enough players for anyone to opt out. Zeb Nolan, that GA, is the starting Mm -hmm. quarterback for South Carolina. Like, I know it's a lot of points. I know South Carolina's probably going to play hard. This is the, I don't know if this is even a rivalry, North Carolina, South Carolina, but I'm going to lay the 10 here. I think Sam Howell is going to try to go out with a bang. Phil Longo can score against shitty defenses without a lot of talent. I think they can run up their score, and I just don't see South Carolina being able to really keep up here. So North Carolina hasn't been a good team against the spread all year, but I'm going to take them laying 10 here. Bert, what you got on this game? Yeah, I've noticed this line's moved up five points, and nothing's really changed with either team. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina is kind of like a they love their coach so much. I think uh, Shane Beamer's a, a huge goofball, but they seem to play hard for him. Uh, they're lucky to be in a bowl game, and I think they're going to play pretty hard. It's It was nine yesterday. It's ten today. I'll probably wait until 10-29 yeah. tomorrow to see if I get even more points. 
But for now, definitely plus 10 in South Carolina. That much line movement would make me think that, like, maybe the public's been just pounding the favorite of North Carolina. It's 60% of bets are on South Carolina. More money's come in on North Carolina, so maybe that's moving this line a little bit. But it's not like the public's just overwhelmingly on North Carolina here. What you got? Uh, uh, yeah, so I think in this game, I I honestly don't really have much of a read on it. However, I'm going to go with the under. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see South Carolina being able to do much on offense. I mean, UNC might be able to put up some points. However, I mean, I think South Carolina's just going to throw up like 10 points or yeah. something like that. So I can see like a 30 to 10 game. That's like, this is one where like if South Carolina has any prayer of being in it, it needs to go under. Like, because just like the only chance they have is to keep it low scoring because they don't have the offensive firepower to keep up. So if it, I do like that play of the under, but yeah, UNC, Bert, did you have a pick here? Yeah, I took South Carolina. You took South plus Carolina. 10. Okay, okay. So it, we're head to head. A little more mom. Hey, it's the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Someone's getting mayo dumped on them one way or another. I would, I would love. Well, I would like both to coaches see. agreed. To yeah, who, yeah. Who would you prefer to see? Mac Brown yeah. for sure. Yeah. He's like eighty-five years old. See him just covered in. I mean, Shane Bue. Either way, it's gonna be funny. But, but. but I feel like Mac Brown. All those older people in this world, like they love mayonnaise on their shit. Yeah, that's fair. And so Mac might just be like, "All right, here we go. Just start just, eating it." He's Shane, gonna pull out a spoon. Yeah, Shane, a little bit younger. We don't like mayo as much. No, like, oh, nasty. Yeah, he like. If I would really love to know, like, is Shane because some people find mayo so disgusting, like. Some people, if they hate mayo so much that if that happened, then they'd like throw up on the spot. Yeah. I would love to know if Shane Beamer's maybe like that, because then yeah, I would love to see, out. I would love to see him just like freak out by having, also, what's the viscosity of mayo? How do you like, it's got to be a slow dump out of that Gatorade yeah, you cooler. Know maybe mix it with a little water. You have to, running. yeah. It's, it's like, it works. Yeah. I don't know. Cause, Actually, I don't know. If it, you had enough of it, it'd be so heavy that it would just completely dump Yeah, on you'd you. have to like line the sides with some yeah. oil or something. It's going to take more sl- than just like. Two offensive linemen to carry it. Yeah, it's got to be heavy as shit, too. Because yeah. I mean, if you just take a mayo container and dump it upside down, it's not falling out. Like mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be well, congealed. You hit the 57. Like. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. You gotta, we, gotta, we definitely got to tune in to see who wins and gets the mayo dumped on them. But we'll slide right into our next game. The What is this? The Music uh, City Music Bowl? Music City Bowl. Tennessee playing Purdue. Purdue is a five-and-a-half-point underdog with the total sitting at 65. This game is in Nashville. So I assume there's going to be a lot of Vols there. Boomer, does that lead you to betting on Tennessee here? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Tennessee. They, they've they uh, had a good end to the season. I, I feel like they – I'm pretty impressed with uh, – what's this? Uh, Hooker? Or, no, no, well, Hooker and just their uh, head coach. Uh, Heifel, yeah. yeah. I, he's, he's really done some wonders with them, and I think this is going to be – you know, they want to end on a good note, have yeah. some momentum going into next year. And like you said, it's gonna be it's in Nashville. It's gonna be filled with Tennessee fans. Yeah, the Tennessee fan base too is kind of excited. They can fix yeah. that program momentum with Hypel had a good first year. Hookers look pretty good. The offense is exciting. It's in Nashville. They're gonna bring. I mean, they're gonna fill that stadium up. And I, I doubt Purdue travels that well. So it's definitely gonna be a home game mm-hmm. for Tennessee. I don't know though. If this was, if this wasn't played in Nashville and this was a five and a half point spread. I would definitely take Purdue here. I, I think they're pretty evenly matched up teams. But just the fact that Tennessee's got more momentum. Purdue's uh, stud defensive end, too. He's going to project like a top 10 pick. And they're, they've are they got a, a wide receiver that's going to be a top two or three round pick. They both opted out. So, like, when I see that with teams, that's kind of the opposite of, like, bringing a bunch of fans to a bowl game. When, you're on, when your best players are kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm not, not going to play. Good. Like, the whole team, I feel like, kind of senses that. And it's probably going to be a little sluggish. So, a lot of motivation here for Tennessee. 
I'm going to lay the points. I don't love it because I think these two teams are actually pretty evenly matched. I like the over as well. Tennessee's going to score. Purdue can sneaky score with them, but they have a fast-paced offense. I do like the switch it. I'm off Tennessee because I think that might be too many points and these two teams are matched. Give me over 65. Bert, what you thinking? Yeah, I need to do – that's one thing I failed to do at the beginning of uh, our first bowl slate was I think about the opt-outs. Yeah. I guess that well, and and a lot of this happened after we recorded the episode. We recorded, and then, yeah, we had to record so much earlier. We, we gave ourselves, like, two weeks of time. There's been a lot more time now for, like, players to opt out. We mm-hmm. really didn't know when we first recorded. But I, the momentum thing, Tennessee, I think they've got all the momentum. Hooker's saying he already announced he's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's back. even more reason for them to just, like, let's keep this ball rolling. I think Heifel's, you know, got him going good. Yeah. Um, so give me Tennessee minus five and a half. I'm thinking maybe the under here. Uh, 65 is a lot of points. It's a lot it's, of points. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Is I, it really? It's it, like 48 Ugh. degrees. I did not look well, that up. That's not too bad, but it is going to be windy. I've gone to a couple winter games in that stadium, yeah. and it's I feel like it's so much colder in Nissan Stadium. Yeah. So is, is that a Friday Stadium. game? It's tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah, tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Okay, okay, I didn't realize it was going to get that cold this fast. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I like Tennessee. I just think it's a, a little bit too much of a square play. I just, I don't know. Everyone everyone yeah. knows it's in Nashville, Tennessee. It's all the same thing. It, it makes the most sense. It seems a little square, so I'm staying away. Give me the over, even though it's a lot of points. I like the over of 65. Bert, take us in order. Or Boomer, take us in order next one. Uh, so next, we've got the Peach Bowl. Uh, Pitt and Michigan State are facing off. Michigan State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is at 56. Thank God we did not have to play oh, this Oh, I know. Game. I did not want to be in Atlanta at all. I mean, we'd be playing. We'd probably be playing Pitt. That's just not sexy. Not, not, sexy. not a sexy matchup like, at all. I would think that Kenny Pickett would still have opted out, even if it was like, I don't think Ole Miss playing would change that, like, Maybe he would want to play like head to head against Corral. I don't think Kenny Pickett wants to pick that fight. No, absolutely not. But yeah, so that would playing in Atlanta again against a pit team that oh good catch that doesn't have their starting quarterback would have been miserable. On this other side though, Kenneth Walker also opted out for Michigan State. So the two best players on each team has opted out. It's kind of a disgrace. I mean, you're in a you're in a New Year's Six game. Like I feel like at come some on, point, yeah, yeah, come, yeah, come on. on. You're not hurting your draft stock at this point. Also, Pitt's OC has left and is going to Nebraska, which I find is kind of a weird like move to go from Pitt to Nebraska. I guess he's like, I've maxed out. I can you pick it? Let me let me go somewhere else. I don't know. Like this game is so weird. I would have loved Pitt before Kenny Pickett opted out. Yeah, because Michigan State's pasty is such ass. That he would have, I mean, he would have lit him up there. Little, you saw what Ohio State and and you know Stroud Stroud threw all over him, like seven touchdowns in the first half. Can you pick it? Would have torn him apart. I don't know why he's opting out, but I don't know anything about their backup quarterback. So I'm gonna go with the under of 56 and Michigan State minus two and a half. I think they're the better team. Their defense is solid. I don't really trust Pitt. Give me Michigan State. Give me Pitt. Boomer, what you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Michigan State as well. I'm, I'm looking at two. I was just I was curious how much this line has moved. So I guess it, uh, Pitt had opened up as a four point yeah, but four and a half point favorite. Out, yeah. yeah, that was yeah yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't know. I I don't know if Pitt's gonna be able to uh, have as much offensive success without uh, Pickett. So I think I'm gonna go uh, minus two and a half Michigan State here. The under the total moved a ton with these guys out. It went from sixty three and a half to fifty six. I feel like that to- that huh. number is like pretty alarming. For yeah. Michigan. 
number. I mean, I guess Pickett's worth a pretty good amount, but like, I don't know if a running back is really worth the amount, that much of amount to a spread. Yeah, like Kenny Pickett's worth way more to his team than than Kenneth Walker, a running back. I think you can just plug and play a running back and then not make that much of a difference. Exactly. What did you take, Boomer? Uh, I took Michigan State. I took Michigan State. I think I'm going to do the same. Uh, just like you said, Bagman, losing your quarterback and your offensive coordinator, way bigger deal than losing your running back. Um, Michigan State, I mean, they've played the better schedule. Um, I think they've got better wins on their resume. I don't know. I really kind of hate this bowl game, but I'm still Yeah, with all these opt outs, it's kind of yeah. gross. Boomer, this is a two and a half point spread. Are you sure you don't want to take the two and a half, lay the three and a half? Well, see, I, I think they're just so much crazy stuff happened with this spread yeah. that I'm just gonna play it safe here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I, but keep keep your eye open for that for the, re- the rest of these games because I believe there are a few. Finger on the pulse. Yeah. All right, we'll get right into our next game: Wisconsin against Arizona State in Vegas, the Las Vegas Bowl. Wisconsin is a six point favorite over under a forty one and a half. Are there two? But Throw Ole Miss in here, too. Wisconsin and Arizona State. Polar opposite. Well, from a fan base standpoint, Vegas is like, feed me these bunch of degenerate alcoholics. The people that from Madison and Wisconsin, they go, they're a bunch, I think they're like the number one drinking school in the country just because, well, they have to to stay warm, and they're just a bunch of degenerates. And then Arizona State, massive party school. Both teams colliding in a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You're going to have like the... The thoughts from Arizona State, the like wannabe Instagram models at Arizona State, meeting up with like the the milk drinking like large boys from Wisconsin, gonna be a little. You can you can easily be tell who's a fan of who in Vegas this weekend, but still the alcohol will be flowing. Burr, what you got on this one? Yeah, this is definitely the Molly Sluts versus the cow farmers. <laughs> um, I let my I don't have much on this game. I let my dog pick it, and my dog chose Wisconsin minus six. Yeah. I, I, I'm on Wisconsin here. I don't have a ton. All I know is that Arizona State loves to run the ball. They were like a top 15 in terms of like how like I think they ran the ball like 60 percent of the time on offense, and their top two running backs are out. So that compiled with Wisconsin being like a really good run defense, that's like what they're built for is to stop the run. That's what Arizona State wants to do. I'm taking Wisconsin and laying the six, even though it's a short total here. What you got? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna take the over. I, I don't have much in this game uh, as far as thoughts, but that that just seems really low. There's and, some and, thoughts and, on the Arizona <laughs> State side. I know that. But th- based on looking at uh, you know the, some of their totals uh, throughout the year, I mean, I I, I think 41. That's not a crazy yeah. crazy number well, to, and for I did, them you to know, get to. We just said Arizona State usually runs the ball, but their top two running backs are out. And yeah, Wisconsin's so, D is good at the run. So they so might be throwing the so ball. So they got to resort to throwing it. So that is a 41 and a half super low for a college game. I, yeah. I, I like that play. Uh, we can get right into our next one, Boomer. What's our next one? Uh, so we've got the Gator Bowl. Wake Forest is playing Rutker, who's filling it. Who they're filling in for A and M, who is out for COVID issues. Mm-hmm. Rutker's this. Yeah, this is kind of a weird game, but uh, Rutker's a fourteen and a half point favorite and totals at sixty two and a half. Yeah, A and M chickened out of this one. We know A and M's mo here. They did it last year against the Rebs when Kellen Mond was out with COVID. They ducked the Rebs when the Rebs were supposed to play in the regular season. Then it got canceled because it could get played at the end. So, what also the, doesn't again, make this, sense because what they opted out of the game 
like a week ago, right? Yeah, they had so much well, time. At least they did that. I mean, I'll kind of give them credit. For but but I'm saying now, like with the new guidance, like it's supposed to only be no, five days, so they, like, they could totally play. They this made game. they made all that shit up. They the reason they are not playing this game isn't really because of COVID. I mean, it's the same thing last year. The their quarterback was out last year. Kalamon got COVID, so they just made up contact tracing to get out of that game last year because they knew they probably weren't going to win. This year, Zach Calzada enters the transfer portal. They have, like, no backup quarterbacks, apparently. So they just said, ah, well, we don't have any quarterbacks. We're not going to win. Let's just make up COVID and opt out. And um, And they cost the rest of the SEC, like, 150K. Yeah, yeah. It cost the SEC, like, $2.5 million. So out on A&M. They're a bunch of frauds. But I don't know. I'll, I'll lay the points here with Wake Forest. Sam Hartman, the good quarterback for Wake, He's playing. I don't know anything about this game. Rutgers, I know they're Shiano. He'll probably have them fired up or whatever. They're excited to be there. but And I'm sure Wake Forest is probably like, shit, we went from playing a pretty big-time yeah. SEC team to now we got to play Rutgers. Like, maybe their motivation isn't there. But I actually think they're a better team and they can score. So I'm going to lay the points with Wake Forest minus 14.5. Boomer, what are you going to do? Yeah, a little, a little chalky, but, but th- this is one where it fits our system. It's uh, right on the other side of a football number. Yeah. So I'm going to take I'm gonna lay the 14.5 and, and take Wake Forest well, here. Like, I mean, Rutgers didn't practice. Like, they, they could just kind of like, oh, yep, okay, it's, we're playing. Yeah, like they had no. We're playing I mean, a week, sure, why not? Exactly. I mean, like, I would think all the, you know, uh, players have just gone home yeah. and whatever, but. Shiano, yeah. Shiano's got to play some football. If yeah, the opportunity presents itself. Greg Shiano will be there. Oh, Bert tried to get in this game so hard. Yeah, he was like, he was like tweeting like, "Hey, we're ready, we're ready." Like someone pick us. Uh-huh. And there's been like, I think there's been one other replacement this year. They found another replacement, but I think it was a team that I got to look it up. But a team that was supposed to play in another game, they yeah, got canceled. They the and shit, COVID, yeah. But, um, this game gives me potential uh, boomer vibes here. Because we here we have Rutgers, a team that didn't do too well during the regular season, but we're gonna let them play in the post postseason anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and look at our boy Boomer, like we're letting him play. Yeah, and he's, he's giving chip and chair. Yeah, so uh, for that reason alone, I think I'm gonna go with Rutgers plus fourteen and a half. Also, it being that weird football number, Wake Forest just yeah, it's kind of hard to get pumped up for Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah. So I don't know that tough one there with it being all the the changing of teams and everything. Tough one to handicap, but. We give picks nonetheless. Get right into our next one, the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma State taking on Notre Dame. Pretty big bowl here. Notre Dame's two and a half point favorite. Over under a forty-five and a half. Boomer, what's your read here? I I love Oklahoma State here, uh, catching the two and a half. Um, I mean, I, Notre Dame lost their coach. Granted, they with their defensive coordinator is that who they yeah. they hired. Yep. So I mean, he he's still there, and I guess will be the head coach for the game. I'm assuming. Yep. But uh, but no, I I think Oklahoma State like I was pretty impressed with them. That was a heartbreaking into uh, yeah. that, that Baylor game. But I, I think going to the Fiesta Bowl is a huge thing for them, and uh, I'm, they're going to be up for this game. Yeah, and Gundy is really good in bowl games. Gundy's ten and five in bowl games overall against the spread. Take away a couple of bad losses against the Rebs, he's like ten and three. Well, and this is this is once again this is one of our. Uh, to, to yeah, take, take the two, the two and, and a half. half they're they're begging half. you to take. No, oh, it's only only got to win by a field goal. And I'm pretty here. sure the public's pretty Public's heavy hammering. On Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's always a public team. They're getting 71 percent of bets, 87 percent of money, and the line hasn't moved. That yeah. tells you a lot right there. I love Oklahoma State here too. Like I said, Gundy is good in bowl games. Ten and five. Notre Dame stinks in bowl games. They're they've they are one and nine outright 
in their last ten bowl games. Really, they're always overvalued. They they rarely like. Well, a lot of those have been in the play, or a couple of those have been in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Shitty, Tough. but teams always get up playing Notre Dame in bowl games. That's a bit. They're a big time program. Mm-hmm. Teams like to. They always get up for them. And who like a lot of times their motivation probably isn't there if they maybe like miss the playoffs or some shit. The head coach, you know, everyone saw the Notre Dame players reacting to the to the interim coach or the, the defensive coordinator getting named head coach. The offensive coordinator staying. Brian Kelly was run out of town. Everyone just, I don't know, I feel like a lot of stars are aligning, people wanting to take Notre Dame. I love Oklahoma State here. Another little fun fact, we're talking about like opt-outs and shit. Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator got hired by Ohio State. He's going to be the Ohio State defensive coordinator. But he's, he's staying to coach. Game. He's staying to coach the game. Like that's. I like that. That's big time. That kind of shows you where the culture is. Exactly. Right that now. shows you where their mentality is. They're like, if the defensive coordinator is staying, the players are in. Like they're all in for this game. So I love that. They're laser focused. Another little fun fact I did when I went down this rabbit hole of their DC. He's going to Ohio State. Ohio State's first game next year. They're playing Notre Dame. Whoa. Mm. So this is like. And Marcus Freeman, the head coach. For Notre Dame was an Ohio State football player. Wow, coming full circle. I here. cannot wait. Tune in to Week One. Yeah. We got a lot to say. <laughs> we got hella stats already for Week One. So I'm on Oklahoma State here. I love this. This might be like a three, two or three unit play. I, I like love this Oklahoma State. It fits a lot of boxes. Check them all. Give me Oklahoma State. Bird, are you riding with us? Yeah, I'm riding with y'all. I'll take the money line. Just yeah, give me why those, not? Give me those I plus like that. Odds. I like that. Uh, Kyle Hamilton and yeah. uh, another defensive end for Notre Dame are out. Yeah. So I think that's a big deal. I am like I'm now back to rooting for Notre Dame. My Catholic heart likes him again mm-hmm. because I think Marcus Freeman's a, a pretty cool dude. I like Tommy Reese as well. Could not stand Brian Kelly. Um, yeah, but Brian give Kelly me Oklahoma State for this one mainly for that like that whole culture fit thing. They're clearly yeah. here to continue to battle, continue to win games. Like yep. that defensive coordinator very well could have left. Yep. You know, we are an inch away from a from playoff from potentially. A, potentially the playoffs and. And now we've got this. So I like that. Give me Oklahoma State money line. Give me those plus odds. Consensus Quaker on the pod. We all love Oklahoma State. I'm sure that's going to bode well yeah. for us come game time. We'll get right into our next one. Iowa, Kentucky. I don't know what game this is. But Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl. I feel like Iowa's perpetually in some New Year's Day Florida Bowl game mm-hmm. at like 9-3. and three. Kentucky's a three-point favorite over under a 44, Bert. You think the SEC keeps up its losing streak? I've, I've, I bet on the SEC every time, and mm. I, I was scrolling through the games. I'm like, I've got to pick at least one SEC team I've got to go against. And I'm still struggling here because, once again, like the whole culture thing, uh, the defensive coordinator for Kentucky very well could have gone to LSU. He's like, no, I'm sticking with Stoops. Kentucky, I don't think they've got anyone bailing for this game. I don't think so. I, I didn't see anything. A um, little mad that the Hogs didn't get the Citrus Bowl, but I'd rather play a program like Penn State as opposed to Iowa. Yeah, that's boring. Uh, very boring. I really don't know what to take on this game because every I think I've taken the over on the Iowa game a lot, mm-hmm. and it has never hit. No, they don't score. They, it really don't. I'm. I think I'm gonna go under forty four and a half because this line is just. I, I don't like it. Yep. I'm on Kentucky minus three. I don't care. Iowa. If they're not playing in Iowa City with the with the cancer kids looking over their shoulders, giving them that that extra little umph, they suck away from home. Uh, Spencer Petrus, their quarterback, is the worst quarterback in college football. He stinks. He's still starting for them. And Bob Stoops has been, or uh, Mark Stoops has Mark. been pretty good in bowl games since he's been at Kentucky. So I don't really know like what 
why he's good in bowl games, but they probably don't get they probably get easy matchups. Yeah, probably. But he's been are, good. Like they, they always play well. They play the well. East. Yeah, they play well in bowl games. So I'm taking Kentucky. It's a short number to cover. I don't think Iowa can score. So give me Kentucky minus three. We've been on the same side of too many games. I, I like Kentucky here as well. Uh, you know, nine and three was their best season in like modern era. I think like since like the '60s or '70s. Mm. Uh, so I, I I think they have this circled. Want to get to that ten win mark? I think that's that's a big thing for their program yeah, yeah. and having the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, so I like the motivation factor, and I'm going to take Kentucky here. Beautiful, I love it. We can get right into the next one, the Rose Bowl, Ohio State against Utah. Utah coming off a Pac-12 championship. Ohio State losing to Michigan to end their season. Utah is a five point underdog, over under of sixty four and a half. Boomer, do you believe that Ohio State's going to be motivated here? I, I do not, and that's that's why I'm taking Utah, I'm taking the four and a half or five, uh, depending on where you, where you see it at. I mean, I think Ohio State's got to be pretty bummed out and just a big letdown after losing to Michigan because, yep. I mean, they're thinking, hey, we're just going to roll little brother like, yep. like normal. So this is going to be one of the situations like where Alabama misses out the playoffs uh-huh. and they just shit the bed. You know, they did that one time was against Utah. And yeah. Kyle, Kyle Winningham and his Utah team beat the shit out of Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I know. So, so I, I like Utah here. I'll take the take the five points. Again, I'm on. I'm with Boomer here. I'm taking the five two. Ohio State. Uh, they're like every wide receiver opted out today. Chris Olave, Jeff Wilson, they're all opting out. They have no wide receivers uh, and just no motivation overall. Utah's gonna. I also saw that Ohio State returned seven thousand of like the twenty thousand tickets they were allotted. So they're not even bringing anyone wow. to to the to the Rose Bowl. Utah's probably gonna bring. I mean that color that stadium's gonna be full red. It's gonna be Utah red. Give me Utah on the money line. They're more motivated. Kyle Whittingham's a pretty damn good coach. I don't know why he doesn't ever get mentioned for like. Pac-12 jobs as they come he's open. He's happy where he is. He's happy where he is. He's kind of old, too. He's like 64, 65. It's hard to like yeah. make a new hire with a guy that's kind of that a little bit older. So I, they're super motivated. They've had a great season. Ohio State doesn't give a shit. Give me Utah. Burt, are you going to ride with us, too? Yeah, I am. I'm taking We're, Utah plus four and a half. I was going to allude to that uh, that game against Bama a few years back Yeah, where they just absolutely dominated Bama. You look here, once again, like the opt-outs have been a kind of a big thing, especially with that Mississippi State game last night. Yeah. I mean, they got utterly destroyed. Yeah. And and but Mississippi State, uh, when you're losing your first your left and right tackle, I mean, I guess that makes it pretty yeah. hard, but like offensively they were dog Awful. shit. Awful. Um so give me Utah plus four and a half. I'm not gonna take the money line solely because I think Ohio State is just I mean, they're better. They very well could win this game and should win this game. I know those receivers are opting out, but Ohio State's kind of turning into this like Bama type where there's just always receivers. Yeah, there's, there's always, dudes. I mean, there's a couple freshmen and sophomores on that team that are very good. They have a very good uh, freshman running back. Like he'll probably be a Heisman candidate at once Stroud is gone. Um, I'm tooting Ohio State's horn here real quick. Uh huh. I didn't realize. that. Yeah, actually. you're going ham for Ohio State <laughs> right now. I'm taking Utah. I'm slap but, a Buckeye on your helmet. Yeah. I, I might have to go. I might have to switch this to Ohio State. I'm going to read into it a little bit more, but right now, four and a half Utah. I mean, also, Utah beat the shit out of Oregon twice this year, and Oregon went into yeah. Columbus and kicked yeah, the shit Columbus out of Ohio opponent. State. So, I don't know. That, okay, now I'm back to Utah. Yeah, and, and if you show up to a game against Utah even slightly unmotivated and, and not like on your game, they're going to punch your ass in the mouth and not take their gas off or their foot off the gas. Love Utah here. Bert, let's get into our or boom, let's get into our next game. Yeah, so 
with the order of this, this is going to be actually the last bowl game of, of the year. Uh, LSU versus Kansas State. Kansas State's minus three and a half. Totals at forty-seven and a half. This 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 is this is a tough game to read here. Yeah, I mean LSU with a new coach. Oh, Coach O's not even coaching. He's already sailed but, off into the sunset. I mean, and they've had so many people already opt out of this. Yeah, se- or that was even in season. I'm their, sure it's even worse now. Their best cornerback Eli Ricks just transferred to Bama. The rich get richer. Congrats. Their quarterback situation's disgusting. Max Johnson, their quarterback for the season, is transferring to A&M. Their backup quarterback before the season, Miles Brennan, is hurt. He did get in the transfer portal, but then just announced that he's coming back. He can't, he's, he's too hurt to play. He's too hurt to play. He can't play. And then their third string, Garrett Nussmeyer, is a freshman, and he's already played in four games. He's like the only quarterback on the roster. Daddy doesn't want him to burn his red shirt. And, yeah, if he plays in this game, they have to burn his red shirt, and he doesn't want to do that. His dad was the OC at LSU on their national championship team. They don't want to burn his red, red shirt. So, like, they don't they haven't announced who they're going to start, but there's a possibility that they don't even have a quarterback that's available on the roster. So, it's disgusting from LSU standpoint. Skylar Thompson, the pretty good Kansas State quarterback that's been there for, like, 18 years, he's always injured or coming off the injured list, questionable. He's playing. He's had enough time. He's healthy. So, I like Kansas State laying the three-and-a-half. Take let, take the two-and-a-half, lay the three-and-a-half. Three and and yeah. It's asking me to do it. LSU's in a shit show. Give me Kansas State. What you got? Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with the under here, just for the for the facts you said. LSU doesn't know like who's even going to play quarterback, yeah. and and, and I, I don't know. I I just see this being an ugly game. It's going to be ugly. Th- they're just going to be throwing rocks at each other. <laughs> so you got the under, Bert. What you rolling with? Yeah, I'm with you, Bagman. Kansas State. I I mean, this is the bowl game that I could, if I were to pick, predict one more game. That a team cancels like the day before the day yeah. of, it'd be LSU. Cause yeah, cause it, they not because of be, COVID, they because be there. they literally it might even be an hour before the game when players are putting pads on and they're like going through the depth chart and being like, oh yeah, shit, we truly don't have it. Yeah, honestly, that would be a great prop bet. Is if will this game even get played? Yeah, could I bet on this game getting canceled? Because I figure the LSU will find a way to somehow get this game canceled. The yeah, uh, <laughs> I know, I know we, we actually should have said. Which games we think might get canceled? Yeah, I mean this is—it's crazy that I mean it's happening like just hours before kickoff, and it's like the—it's the last—it's the after the playoffs. It's after like like the no Super one's Bowl. really cares. Like, about I think it's this game. all alone by itself on like whatever day it is. I don't think anyone gives a <laughs> shit about this game, so we will see if this game will get played or not. But we've given our picks for it nonetheless. Let's get into uh, the, the big games. The big games. The big games. We weren't able to get him on for the first bowl, but let's give old Pullman Profiteer a call and see what he thinks about these big ones. You have a call from Washington State Penitentiary inmate number 69,420. Would you like to accept? Yes. Hello? Pullman, what's been going on? How's your bowl season been? Uh, ups and downs, uh, I believe up about a unit and a third, so take that for yeah, the only one that's hot, me and Bert are about the same, like a game or two over 500. Old Boomer over here is six games up, up, up above 500, up a couple, up about five units, making a comeback. Finishing strong. Well, we spoke into existence the reverse 50 burger, so now he's on a hot streak. So now <laughs> I'm going to reverse that reverse and say Boomer's actually going to win so much, he's going to get a 50 burger. 
Yes, yes. No, he is going for a bowl season 50 burger. This is the double reverse jinx. I think I'll definitely yes. bet at least 50 units. Yeah, you got I'm already at like what 26. You're 26 games. You got you might need to start popping off even more. You might need yeah, to hit go. your team totals and Yeah. Shit. You you need 3 or I know, 4. I know. I was doing that early the first couple of games. I was betting every mm-hmm. everything on it, but uh I'll every have to pick it way. up. All right, let's get right into our first one. We got Burt's Hogs against the Nittany Lions of Penn State in the Outback Bowl. It's been around a pick 'em. I got Arkansas minus one right now, and over under a forty-seven and a half. Bert, we'll let you lead off. How are your hogs gonna play? How are my hogs gonna play? They're gonna play great, and they're gonna play ready. This is gonna be KJ Jefferson's introduction to the rest of the country. Like I know everybody in the Southeast Conference, they should know who he is now, but the rest of the country is gonna wake up on the first. They're gonna flip on their TV because they know football is gonna be on. What's the first game going to be on? It's going to be K.J. Jefferson. Mm. He's going to make his name known and put his name in the Heisman race for next year. I can't wait to buy a t-shirt preseason that says K.J. for Heisman. This line was initially Penn State. Burks opted out and went a little bit more towards Penn State. And then Penn State has just slowly, slowly, slowly opted out. Their defensive coordinator's gone. Yep. Half their defense has opted out. Um, I was scared that their star wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, would play. I think he opted out yesterday. So they've got a whole bunch of opt-outs. I think this is kind of a, a situation of a not really a Ohio State or a versus Utah. I think we had one of these earlier that we talked about where we got a team that is, you know, we're finally back bowling. Yeah. You know, and the culture's there. We're pumped. And James Franklin's a good coach. I mean, I think he's established a good culture. And Penn State's losses were all real close losses other than losing to Burt, the Illinois Burt, in that uh-huh. gross eight-overtime game. But hammer, hammer, hammer the Hogs here. You know, we, we got better towards the end of the season. We really started finding a groove. We'll kind of find out what we're like without Trey Long uh-huh. You know, we're really going to see how good KJ See the only is. one that's out? Uh, a, defensive, a defensive end, our best defensive end, which this, this does suck. He uh, got arrested in Fayetteville, uh, Fayetteville PD has a knack for arresting our best uh, athlete. I, I have and a, Oklahoma's. I have, and Oklahoma's best athlete, <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, I have a note that was uh, Trey Williams, DWI, question mark? Yeah, and so the next day he released this statement saying, like, I'm going pro, I'm opting out. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I'm so sorry for last night. Like, that has nothing to do with... with uh, my you know, coach Pittman yeah. and all that stuff. He's which yeah, honestly, like that's kind of the play to make. You're probably gonna get suspended. Or yeah, you, 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 go ahead and get you out. Pitt from it, it makes to make the decision, decision easier for the coach. Exactly. So I am absolutely hammering the Hogs here. Rocket Sanders will be back home in Florida, back in his environment. Speedy. He's gonna have he's over. Gonna, he's gonna look so fast miles. in Florida. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful. Pullman, you whomping with me? Oh, absolutely. This game's gonna be a whomping. I think I think Arkansas is going to pretend they're playing Auburn and just like and try and morph that film together and convince themselves that this is retribution for that game earlier in the season. And I absolutely love the Hawks here. I, I don't really know what Penn State's motivation will be. I will throw in the one caveat, though. I think Penn State is the Bloomin' Onion team this year. Am I right or wrong? I, I thought we were. Maybe... Maybe I'm seeing that we are just because we want to be the Bloomin' Onion team so bad that like that's all the tweets I've, I've seen about it. Yeah. I haven't seen anything official. Dang. That, America's team is, is the Bloomin' Onion team. I'm 100% on Arkansas, and I'm 99% on Arkansas 
if they're the shrimp, if they're coconut shrimp and not blooming onion. Were the Rebs last year not coconut shrimp though? No, the Rebs were blooming onion. Okay, okay. I, I thought I couldn't require man. I, I didn't go to Outback either way, but yeah, you definitely won the blooming onion team because no one wants the shitty coconut shrimp. I but yeah, Bert, we were talking earlier. I think I think you were the Oklahoma State team because like yeah, their yeah. defensive coordinator got hired away. He's going to be a DC somewhere else, but he's staying for the bowl game. He cares. <clears throat> Penn State's DC is going away. But he's already left. He doesn't like he's. It's not as invested. Yeah, he doesn't want to coach those back up. No, Penn State's two best, two leading tacklers are out. DC left, like we said. I get the Traylon's out. There's gonna be a lot of a lot is gonna be on the shoulders of KJ. He's got big shoulders though. He can handle it. I think it's gonna be uh, maybe a low scoring game. Low total here, forty seven. I think it'll be low scoring, grind out. Arkansas is gonna run the ball like the shit out of it. Just lean on the Penn State defense that's half opted out. One point, I love it. It's basically a pick em. Give me the Hogs in a Wampin, Bert. We got three people here, Boomer. Are you going to ride with us? Well, I, I've, I'm going. I, I had Arkansas circled here. However, I can't. we can't have all of us betting on, on them. So I'm going to take Penn State. Thank you. I'll take yeah. the point. And, uh, that's a true. That's a true and then, comrade. Yeah, I'm also like gonna that. take the over 47 and a half. That's it's pretty low total. I think Arkansas will be able to put up some points, and I I think uh, Penn State can keep up with them. Yeah, with all those opt outs on the Penn State defense, I feel like yeah. Arkansas even without Traylon, they should still be able to yeah. score some. I, 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 come game day, I might only bet the over in this game. Uh, but for now, I'll say I also I'm gonna I'm, take I'm, Penn State. I'm seeing. I'll throw in a note. I do love the over as well. I might be taking that too, Boomer. Okay, okay, that makes me feel a little better. Here we go. I did some digging, and it appears that. The SEC team is always blooming on you. Oh, great! Yeah. That's why. That, that's why the blooming onion wins. This <laughs> yeah, game, that's, that's why. They love that shit. All right, so we got the blooming onion and the hogs. We love it. We'll all meet up on on the third to go get ourselves a nice juicy blooming onion in celebration of a, of a good old fashioned whomping. So let's get into the Sugar Bowl, our last game before the playoffs. We got the Rebs returning to New Orleans to take on Baylor. The Rebs, it's been flirting around to pick them again, just like the Hogs. It's at one and a half right now. The Rebs are favored over Baylor with an over-under of 56. 55 and a half. 55 and a half. Pullman, lead us off. The Rebs, you'll be in attendance. What you got? Yeah, I don't see how Baylor stays in this game. I, I think this is going to be like a pull-out every stop. We're going to beat your brains in. Lane Kiffin's pissed about recruiting. He knows this is the last chance to show off. Probably one of the better quarterbacks he's ever coached. I wouldn't be shocked if this game's packed away in the third, similar to the last time the Rebs were in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, give me the Rebs. I don't care point total. If it could go up to eight, I wouldn't care. Rebs all day. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. We talk about motivation. I mean, both these, like Ole Miss fully, not one single opt-out. Matt Corral could have easily opted Set out. The tone. He's going to be a top 10, 15 pick. Sets the tone from the top. Sam Williams on defense, leader of the defense, could also easily opt out. He's going to be a top three-round draft pick. Staying in the game. They, they said they didn't well, even... And Levy. And Levy. They said they didn't, even, they, yeah, they didn't even think about opting out. Levy is going to his he alma mater. Going to Oklahoma. Oh, Jeff Levy might be the most motivated person on the field that day. He's not only did he used to coach at Baylor, he was the offensive coordinator at Baylor back in the scumbag Art days, Art yeah. Bryles. 
that all went up to hell. He got fired, let go, whatever. Fall Coaching guy. against Baylor. And and also, I mean, not only does he want to send Matt Corral off right, but he's going to go be now the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, in which he's going to have to play Baylor like every year. So he's, he's going to want to put his best foot forward and start asserting his dominance there. Like, he is great. Like, Jeff Levy wants to win this game more than anyone. He could have gone to be Oklahoma's offensive coordinator, coach, you know, start being recruiting for them, all that. He's there, just like Oklahoma State's D.C. That's culture. That's from the top down. We Ole Miss is super motivated. We're going to have the best-looking uniforms in the country that day. Those helmets are incredible. Like, look good, feel good, play good. We're going to be looking damn good out there. And Baylor's coming off a Big 12 win, a Big 12 championship win on a last-second stop at the half-yard line. Like, that's a huge win. They were celebrating. They they basically, that was their biggest game of the year. They've already mm-hmm. won it. They're not nearly as locked into this. Ole Miss, like you said, this game could get up to 10 on the spread. I don't care. I'm all in on the Rebs. I put a ma- I put a massive bet on the Rebs already. I love it. I also like the over 55. Again, Ole Miss's receivers are all back and healthy. Offense fully healthy. Levy sending Corral off right. We're gonna. <clears throat> I don't know what our team total is, but I like the over 55. I think that's far too few points. I know the Rebs have been a good under team all year, but give me the over. Boomer, I assume you're right there with us. Oh yeah, I, I've already placed my bet, which I I, I put a hundred on Ole Miss when it was like at a pick 'em, but I would I would I'm probably gonna get some, buy me some more Ole Miss. Uh, oh yeah, as we get closer to the game, Just cultivate some. Well, reps. One bet which I wish I could make make is that I bet you, I I know it in my heart that uh, Lane and Levy will have a throwback to our last Sugar Bowl. We will have an offensive lineman catch a touchdown in the game. Ooh. I guarantee oh, it. We're gonna have a throwback to the throwback. Yes. to the Tunsil yes. throwback. I, it, that who were we saying would probably be the most likely candidate? To Nick, Nick Broker, 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 the left tackle. Yeah. So I, I, that that would be my big big bet. If you if you can uh, just, if you're watching this one, with some of your buddies, back, hey, bet play, you a, 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 it was technically a run. Say it was a lateral. It was technically. Oh a lateral. yeah. Well, a ball will be tossed yeah. to the lineman, and a lineman will score a touchdown. If we get down to like the three yard line, I could easily see Lane drawing up that. Exact well, especially same if we're up, if we're up big, like like I think we will be. Um, so if you're sitting around the couch uh, with your buddies watching the game, they don't really know that Ole Miss history. Make make a bet with them. Yeah, uh, twenty to win five hundred. <laughs> They're gonna be like, no, that's crazy. No way that that happens. And then when it does, just any up, bitch. Bert, are you riding with the Rebs? I'm riding with the Rebs. Um, I'll be there as well in attendance with Mrs. Burt. Uh, Hogs start at 11 a.m., so I will be, as Sam Pittman says, nice and lathered up uh-huh. <laughs> for that game. I know y'all will as well. I'll be wearing my powder blue uh, hat with a subtle razor back on it. There you, go. you have to look real hard to tell. But, yeah, all the intangibles, I think, are there for Ole Miss as compared to Baylor. Yeah. Um, my only worry is... And I don't think it's going to go this way, but I feel like Matt Crowell's kind of an emotional quarterback. Yeah. And in those games where like he wants to like throw for a thousand yards uh-huh. and be this guy, like he, he sometimes doesn't do it. Like Vandy, of course, like yeah. in that last game in the stadium, we all thought the Rebs were just going to absolutely dominate him. Corral would too, but um, that's my only concern. But it's not really that big of a deal because y'all can run the ball very, very well this year. So give me the Rebs. Now is it minus one and a half? Minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really might take. But the money line's minus one twenty. Okay, so you're yeah, not I'm, having to give up that much for a money. I'll line. probably take money line multiple unit play on the money line. Yeah, I mean, like, Dave Rand is a good coach. I'm not like saying that. Good, great defensive mind. Like, I could see him maybe putting a little defensive plan together to stop to slow us down. But I don't know. The, well, y'all, and y'all are gonna show 
that Arkansas native Gary Bohannon, uh-huh. Baylor quarterback, Earl uh, from Earl, Arkansas, pretty close to us right now, is not an SEC caliber no. quarterback. No. I mean, you can do well in the Big Twelve, especially when you got a good defense behind you. And there's going to be like forty five thousand Ole Miss fans in the state. It's going to be rocking for the Reds. Yeah, I'm sure Baylor will bring yeah, some, but it's going to be a mostly Ole Miss crowd. I love it. Uh, Pullman, anything else on this one? Uh, just one note. Uh, I forgot. Everyone forgot to mention, but Ole Miss is historically the best bowl team in the NCAA. Yeah, that's true. Best win percentage in in the NCAA in bowls. Let's not forget that. Twelve and two in the last fourteen. Just Damn. insane. Yeah, that actually is insane. <laughs> I've been to. I think I've been to. I don't know. I've been to most Ole Miss bowl games in my life. I don't think I've ever seen us lose a bowl game. Oh, T- TCU. The only one I've seen was TCU in that Peach Bowl when our players stayed out till three in the morning doing. That, drugs that and one, getting and then, wasted. Uh, Music City Bowl when Eli first played. Yeah, but I, I wasn't even at that game. But uh, yeah, I was a we were baby. like six years yeah, old. I don't so remember that at go all. Go Rebs. We're all going to be in attendance. It's going to be electric. New uh, New Year's Eve in New Orleans is going to be badass. I will say, the go back to quickly the Arkansas game, is the Outback Bowl the most hungover bowl game like of the season? Like waking up, everyone waking up after New Year's Eve. To like roll out of bed and turn on the Hogs, Penn State. Oh, no doubt about it. That's got to be and just the, the it's hangover. The perfect, it's the shampoo effect bowl. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a Razorback fan, you just wake up, you're drunk drink your game. first Bloody Mary. Yes. Eat a little bit of blooming onions, watch the Hogs. I bowl. love it. So those are the oh, those are all the non-playoff games. We'll get right into the playoffs. These are actually on New Year's Eve, so going a little bit back in time here. We got Cincy at playing Bama. This game is in Dallas. Bama's a thirteen and a half point favorite over under a 57 and a half Pullman are you riding the tide oh absolutely uh they're playing pissed off they're acting like underdogs this is the ultimate Bama spot um I could see a scenario similar to last year how Notre Dame kind of hung in and uh they did cover and it kind of pissed off everyone even though Bama dominated but I only see that as about a quarter percent possibility. I really don't see any way Cincinnati wins this game. They just don't have enough dogs on the offensive side. I know Mechie's out, which will hurt Bama. But honestly, uh, I think they can just kind of play bully ball up front and get the job done in like a 35 to 14, 10-ish range. Um, I know that Cincy's got those good DBs. But, I mean, how much do good DBs help when your offensive line can dominate the defensive line? So give me the tie. Yeah, I mean, God, it pissed me off when I saw Will Anderson, that Bama linebacker, coming out the other day and being like, oh, yeah, you know, we've been disrespected, you know, basically all year. Uh, like, the fact that they're still playing the underdog disrespect card when you're freaking Bama and you're all five-star players and you get every benefit known to man. Like, I was like, how the hell are they still – how is Saban brainwashing it. these guys to do that? And, I mean, Saban gets a month to prepare. I bet – Saban's like entire payroll of analysts and staff and everything is like five times what Cincy has. Like I, I want to bet on Cincy. I want Cincy to like play with them and win. Like I hate Bama. The pub. It's a big public bet. The whole everyone and their mother is taking Bama. It's a thirteen and a half point line. So let's go back to to Boomer system. Yeah. It's like kind of being like, well, Bama only has to win by two touchdowns. It's kind of like asking you to take Bama. The public's all over it. I just, I just don't know how the hell Cincy keeps up with them. I, I, it pains me to say it. No, fuck it. I'm taking Cincy plus thirteen and a half. We, I'm sticking, trying and true to you the got, system. Got to stick to sticking the system. Sticking to my guns. I don't care if you. Every bet should make you feel a little nauseous. If you feel great about it, that's probably a sucker bet, a loser bet. Give me Cincy. I don't care. 
Top 10 pass defense. Mechie's out. They only have one receiver that's worth a damn now. Give me Bam, give me Cincy. Catching 13 and a half. I would love for them to win outright. I would, nothing would make me happier. But, God, I just hate Bama. This is probably an emotional bet, but I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with you on that. I'm sticking to our system. I, I just think, well, just the amount of money and bets that have been placed on Alabama and it's still just staying at 13 and a half, it'd be so easy for it to just move to 14. 14 just a football number. Yeah, it, like, but it just has not moved. Though I did, it does make me sweat a little bit that Saban has this much time. And yeah, I would. Well, I would actually. We would need to do a little research. I would love to see his record against the spread when he has had more than, I guess either so to either be the first game of the season or the first he, game of the uh, playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, what he, he is against like the spread. Amazing. I know in first games of the season he always blows people out. He's yeah. like incredible against spread. First so game I might year. do a little research on that and but and change my mind. But at the moment I will stick with Cincy uh, and I'll take the thirteen and a half. I kind of like. Uh, Pullman's thoughts here. So I'm going to go with Cincy first half. Ooh. I haven't touched it's seven and a half. I haven't touched anything else yet, but I do like I, that. I could totally see Cincy coming out here, playing really well, hanging in Super there. Super emotional, all the yeah. stops, like, yeah. like pulling good, out everything. Good first half game plan. Yeah. And then all mm. the, the athletes for. For Bama the, over the, the course of sixty minutes, yeah, yeah, that I think Actually, that I like come that. I like that better than the thirteen and a half. Another thing is like when Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, I guess Mac Jones just tore it up after yeah. his Heisman Trophy campaign. But like historically, I feel like Heisman Trophy winners in they, a bowl game they usually aren't that great. I mean, no. there's so much pressure on them. Everyone's watching them. Um, well, and it's the thing. Smith win the Heisman. Oh yeah, Smith won the Heisman. <laughs> Not Mac. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Same. It, a Bama player, yeah, um, coin toss, Bama player. Same thing. But that that almost doesn't count. Like when it's a when it's a non quarterback. I thought well, it's when the quarterbacks that win the Heisman. Yeah, they come out like Jamarcus Russell. But the thing, and, well, it's also because they're you know a lot of their bowl season is spent doing their fly oh, to New York not, for the ceremony. They're, they're, they're doing interviews all over the place. Like mm-hmm. they're a little distracted. Like they there is reasoning behind it. Like it's not just the fact that they won the Heisman. All of a sudden, they're it's because they have they've been incredibly busy with endorsements and interviews and all this shit that they sometimes lose a little focus on the game. And I think, I mean, since he hung real tough with Georgia last year they did. in the bowl game. I mean, Georgia didn't a, give a shit. They didn't give a shit, but from a physical standpoint, yeah. like they were pushing them around and it took, what, like a 50-yard field goal yeah. to win the game for Georgia. So I mean, Luke Fickle, I mean, he, he does have a good physical team, so I'm going to get that first half bet. And I'll probably live, depending on where that game's falling. If it's falling like I think it is, I'll probably live bet Bama. Love it. That's the first playoff game. We'll get into the last one. This one probably has the most national intrigue, cause just because I think everyone just assumes Bama's going to blow out Cincy. we got Georgia against Michigan, 3 versus 2 Michigan's a 7.5-point underdog over under a 45. Pullman, lead us off here. Does the SEC run the table? Uh, I'm not 100% sold in this game either way, but the one thing I do love, and it's been treating me well this bowl season, and this season in general, uh, I'm taking the under. I think this is going to be an ugly rock fight. I don't think either team's dynamic on offense. I think it's kind of fool's gold. Uh, I, I think both teams are going to get after each other's quarterbacks. I do think Georgia will probably win this ugly, like in a 14-3, to 10-3, almost it's very similar to that Clemson game. But um, I, I really like the under here more. So uh, give me that under. You said 45 right now? Yeah, 45. Yeah, 
give me that in an ugly rock fight where uh, both coaches just leave with bloody noses. Yeah, I, I like that. I saw, I was reading up on this game, and they were like, Georgia's got the, I think they were like the 12th best offense in the country at like 39 points per game. I was like, no, that's just because they beat the shit out of like terrible teams and run it up, and their defense probably has like half those points. So uh, the average field starting position is probably like the opponent's forty five. Also, yeah. yeah, like I do not like Georgia. Sure, like on average scores a bunch of points, but like I do not think their offense is nearly a top like twenty offense and even like close to that. Stetson Bennett, like I don't. Are they going to stick with Stetson Bennett? Like, are they going to actually know. run him back out there and make him do the same thing against a, a similar top notch defense? Like. Because JT got COVID, so he wasn't practicing for a little bit there. I don't. Hmm. I mean, Pullman, you know that Kirby Smart's an absolute quarterback whisperer savant. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think you he's going to do? Up on me. You said something about Bennett. Yeah, I was saying Stetson Bennett. Uh, do you do you think quarterback whisperer just savant Kirby Smart's going to stick with him? I I'm just going to listen to whatever Dennis Dodd writes. Apparently, he's a college football Jesus. Well, whatever uh, whatever Kirby tells him to write is what Dennis Dodd writes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do like to make fun of their inability to have quarterbacks, but I'm still high on Kirby because the breaking bitches comment he had during the Florida game. I mean, I listen to that every morning. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. But I don't know. I don't see how, like, running Stetson out there does not give me much confidence. I will say, though, I'm taking Georgia. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to score on that defense. I think they're pissed off after what Bama did to them. And Michigan is a totally different team than what Bama did. The way to score against this Georgia team is to have a Bryce Young, a great quarterback, and some five-star receivers and get chunk plays and throw it down the field. I don't know if Michigan's going to be able to line it up and just run it right at them like they did against Ohio State. I like Georgia. It's gonna be. I agree. It's gonna be low scoring, but I think that they're just gonna bow constrictor Michigan and just slowly squeeze them to death and end up covering the seven and a half. Very similar thought process here. I mean, seven and a half makes you think you should take Michigan because it's a little bit over that touchdown number. And Georgia, and, and again, like Bama was a big public favorite. Michigan, as an underdog, is a big public favorite. Everyone, you know, recency bias, all that shit. Remembers Georgia getting their ass kicked. So. I'm taking Georgia, laying the seven, seven and a half. I do like that under; it's just a little too low. But I'm laying the seven and a half with Georgia. Bert, what you got? Yeah, Michigan's their thing is running the football. You know, like all their good wins, and when they've looked impressive, they've been able to run the football. You can't run the football against Georgia. No, it is literally impossible. So give me Georgia. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily gonna take Georgia. I just don't think Michigan State's going to score with that being said. So I'm also with Pullman on the under uh, Georgia as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to like get JT Daniels a little bit of game time just to see, like, okay, is, yeah. he, is he playing well? well? Do we need him against Bama? Because Stetson didn't work last time. Say they I mean, come out and like, try that out. Yeah, say the first three drives, Stetson just goes maybe like, you know, they, they just can't score. They, like, yeah, they're not really, maybe a couple first downs, but can't mm-hmm. really move the ball. Like, you've got to give JT Daniels a try. Like I don't, he might not be the answer, but shit, something besides Stetson Bennett. Because you're also trying to find answers for Bama too at the same time yep. in this game. So maybe they could put Nicobe Dean at quarterback and just run wildcat. Oh. I think they'd win the game if they did that. That would be, I mean, God, Nicobe Hand Dean. it off to Jordan Davis. Five <laughs> yeah, Nicobe Dean with Jordan Davis as lead blocker. <laughs> Read option. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer, what you got on this one? Um, yeah, no, this is once again system play, and, and but I also like Georgia for a couple other reasons. One, I love that 
most of the money is going in on Michigan. Yep. Additionally, like y'all said, Michigan's style of play falls. That's exactly the type of game that Georgia wants to play. So, uh, so they're they're kind of falling right into Georgia's hands. And this, I mean, I, I'm also going to take the under here because I, I I really could see this game being a twenty to ten type yeah. game. Like we're just not just a really good defensive game by Georgia, and then. They don't really have to do that much on offense to Yeah, and to both cover. like both defenses are really good at stopping what the offense kind of mm-hmm. wants to do. So, you know, it's just two pretty solid matchups for the defense. It's just a low total. Forty five. I mean, you have like one pick six or like yeah. one kickoff return for just something like that, your whole you know you like like what I said, like you could be at halftime and it's like, you know, seventeen to ten or so you're feeling like, Oh, I'm I gotta be good, right? And you're like, Nope. You're you're not even close to on pace, so like that's just a low total. I do. I'm. I, I, if I had to take a side, I would take the under here. But I'm sticking with the dogs. I'm seeing a Georgia Cincinnati national championship Ooh, since he pulls off the upset. Year. Pullman, you got anything else for us before we uh, end it for today? Uh, no, I, I got to go lead a crew of guys uh, picking up trash on the highway. So I'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, we did hear the dump truck. Yeah, back and I was wondering what <laughs> yeah. that was. I'm glad. I'm glad you could do some community service for that for the Washington State. So we'll talk to you later, Pullman. Peace. All right, boys and girls, that is it for the second half of the bowl slate. We will be back. We'll have a national championship, maybe some big picture coaching. stuff. Coaching changes. I don't know what the hell we get. We'll talk about something. Maybe throw out some some NFL, NBA picks. Who the hell knows? But we'll be back for one more podcast this season. Keep your ear to the ground for some big news from the Picker Poison folks come baseball season. We'll talk to you later. Peace.